Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to School After Hours Podcast, where staff, administrators, and families keep their finger on the pulse of the wonderful world of OST programming, aka out of school time programming. I am your host, Jay Lee, and today it is going to be me, myself, and you know who. I doing a solo show today. So I don't know about you, but I know at a certain time of the year, these children can be on 10,000. They have lost their mind. They're not following instructions. They're going off doing what they want to. Some of them are being sneaky and doing things they have no business doing. And the list goes on and on and on. Just acting out. And it's usually around the holiday time, winter break or even spring break, when they just get restless, you know? They've been in school so long, they've been going to after school programming so long that they have, in a way, lost their focus. So, in starting a new year, I have some tips that I want to share with you that I use to kind of refocus the kids that I'm with. So, that's what we are going to be talking about today. The refocus. But, before we go into those details, let's jump into our community corner. Community Corner is a segment of the show that allows guests or myself to share tips, advice, or information on a specific topic with families, youth, and community members. For this Community Corner, I looked into my professional tips and I found a very, very good clip from Michelle Yolanda when I interviewed her for the Trauma and Mindfulness episode that I did a couple of weeks back. And she gave us some information that was really, really good to include in programs if you wanted to go ahead and try to incorporate mindfulness in your program. So here are a couple of tips she had for us as far as things to have on hand to start that process. So if you are considering adding or incorporating mindfulness in your out-of-school time program, there are definitely some handy tools that you must have in your toolkit when you're starting Right. So we talked about YouTube and YouTube videos being able to help. You can put in mindfulness, do a search and a gazillion things are going to pop up. Right. And so you want to do that. You want to have some type of chime or a bell that you can ring because that kind of signals. It could be a signal to everyone that says, hey, you know, this is going to be our mindfulness time. And when they hear that sound, they recognize this is the space that we're about to go in. Mandalas are those little like projects. It's it's like things you can color and they have those really small Mm -hmm. lines. And sometimes they come, they look like flowers and you color them in with with colored pencils. So those are amazing things to have on hand before you transition into another activity where kids can just sit and color and just get present. You want to make sure that you have a timer, a timer that mm-hmm. will, will, will go off, will sound once the time is up. And you can make these things called glitter jars. And that's another thing that you can look up. But glitter jars are amazing because the kids can make them. And then you can use them to show them how the glitter, when shaken up in the jar, it represents our thoughts when they're all over the place. But when you sit that jar down mm-hmm. and you give it a minute to calm those thoughts spiral and they begin to calm and they fall down and then you can see clearly through that jar and you can oh you can teach so much with that and then lastly you got to have you some music you got to set the mood so you want to have some pre-selected video youtube 
segments or just some music in your space where you can just really use music to calm the mind and calm the soul. And there's plenty of apps out there that help with mindfulness as well. So if you are into purchasing those, you could do that as well. And, you know, all other kinds of activities that kids can do. So definitely look at those and have them ready at a moment's notice. (laughs) Thank you for sharing those resources, Ms. Yolanda. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. Also, I want to say Happy New Year because we are in a new year, 2022. Hopefully, we will not have the same troubles we had in 2021. New year, new you, new beginning. Like I stated earlier, we are going to be talking about refocusing your group or your students after you come back from holiday break. And we all go through that period in time. The kids, (laughs) like I said, are on 10,000. They clearly need some redirection. So one of the things that I do, just sharing with you some of the techniques or strategies that I use, is that I will hold a town hall or do a group meeting with the kids. And that's usually done in the beginning half of the program. So sitting down with them, One thing that I will do is do a group activity with them that will kind of bring them together and give them an opportunity to share what they've done over the break. So it kind of gets that level of excitement out of the way because they always want to share. They always want to tell you what they've done, you know, some of the activities they've done, some of the family members that they were able to spend time with. They want to give you the whole scoop, want to give you the rundown of what happened during their break. So doing a game like highs and lows gives each child a chance to share what was great about their break or their vacation. That would be a high. What wasn't so great, that would be a low. We'll also give them an opportunity to be reflective. Ask them a reflective question such as, what would have made their break better? Or is there anything that you would have done differently over the break so that's a good activity to do with your students once we've gotten the game out the way i would then go into revisiting what program expectations are and procedures that's really really important because they've been out of practice (laughs) they've been on their own time you know you gotta reestablish what the expectations are. And that's a quick list of these are the things that we do while we're here. So once you go over program expectations and procedures, then you want to go into your routines. What are the routines that you do day to day? Go ahead and review those with them so they know also, once again, what to expect. What are their days going to look like? And one of the things that is helpful is having a posted schedule or a written out schedule so they know at what time they are to do certain things. And it also helps those children that are task oriented. It kind of gives them a mental checklist. Okay, we need to do this at this time. We do this at this time. We do this at this time. So mentally, they're going down the list 
and they're seeing when they're supposed to do what then. While you're going over program routines, make sure that you, you cover your daily basics. You know, after you do this, you wash hands, which is very important during COVID-19. Once we come in from outside or before we eat, we wash hands. When we come in, we go ahead and put our things down at this particular spot. You know, we're making sure that we're keeping the space clean and being responsible, all of those things. And also, this is a good opportunity to exercise student voice and allow students to share what is working and what's not working. Once again, the program is here to support them. So you do want to provide them opportunities to share their thoughts and their feelings and make them feel valued because we're here for their support. So give them a chance to get feedback on what they do like and eh, what's not so great about the program. Also state what are your non-negotiables. Like these things must happen. We must do 15 minutes of reading. Like those are non-negotiables <laughs> for certain programs, especially if you're following a curriculum. So the curriculum we must do. But when it comes to our fun activities, we have some wiggle room. We could pick out different things that we could do. And if you want to, go ahead and institute themed Fridays for them. Because I know when Fridays come, I want to do absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> and I know as children, they feel the same way. So make it a little bit interesting. So one thing that we did cover for the program that I'm working with is doing... Friday birthdays. So at the end of each month, we'll do birthday celebrations. So for the people that may have had a birthday in that month, they know that they're looking forward to a party at the end of the month. So yeah, it gives them a chance to work on the newest dance moves, show me a step or two so I can continue to be relatable or try to be relatable as we say. <laughs> also, you could do themed Fridays like movie Fridays once a month have them vote on a movie that they would want to see. Now, you may not be able to have a live stream, but if you have a projector and a DVD player, access to a TV, go ahead and whip out some of those old cartoon movies or old movies that they may have not seen that could grab their interest. And certain things like that to keep it fresh for them. Also, one thing that you could implement is having a student committee. So instead of you doing all of this planning, you would create your committee of students. And usually it's good for the older students to be part of the committee because depending on who they are, they've been going through programming so long, they are like, what do I have to look forward to? But knowing that they can come together and bring their ideas to the table and then have them implement the plan or implement the idea it makes them feel like they have a little bit more skin in the game. And also, it's a good opportunity for them to learn life skills because they need to know if you are giving them a budget, out of your budget, how to manage money, but also know how to plan an activity as well, kind of get feedback on what is and what's not working from their peers. Also helps them with team building, collaborating, and things like that. So it gives them a chance to really work out those 21st century skills. Last but not least, sit down with them and talk about goals. Have them establish some things that they want to accomplish before the school year is over. 
go ahead and explain to them what a goal is. And then from there, you can decide as a group if you want to do daily goals. So one thing that you want to accomplish within this day before it's done. For one student, it may be, I want to make sure that I have all my homework done before I leave. For another student, it might be, I want to make sure that I help someone that I may not have helped before, or I introduce myself to someone that I may not have met in this program or talked with in this program. That's one option. Another option is in setting goals, you can have three categories, and in those categories, you can have them create goals. At minimum one. So you can have them create a personal goal, you can have them have an academic goal, and then you can have them have a social goal. That's something that could be tracked for the rest of the year. And then it's something that you can always go back and visit to see how they're doing, what steps have they taken to accomplish that goal, and do like small check-ins with them to see how far they have come and have little rewards for them when they do accomplish those goals. Also, another thing that you can consider is what type of center jobs or responsibilities you might want them to have. You don't have to do it yourself. Kids are always willing to help if you give them the chance to. And I'm not saying all of the children want to help because there's some that's like, "Mm, no, no, thank you, (laughs) which is fine. But you do want to create opportunities for students to volunteer in the program, to build their work skills, to build their social skills, to build professional skills, and have a sense of responsibility outside of themselves. You might need someone to be the material manager, someone that's passing out the materials as you're doing the activity. You might need someone to be a line leader or a snack person to hand out snack, or to be the teacher's assistant. And what does that look like? So giving them opportunities to volunteer and invest more in the program. And you'll be surprised how those experiences will enrich them and how dedicated they would be to the role, especially when they feel like there is a reward for them once the job is done. And that reward doesn't have to be anything spectacular. It can be a certificate saying awesome job. It can be an opportunity to go into the treasure task if your center has or your site has a treasure chest with items that they like. For one program that I was in, they had opportunities to go to the student store and the store had high price items, but they earned their center dollars through doing certain jobs. So it gives them an idea of what currency is and how it can be used. So everyone, those are my tips for refocusing students after a break. Let me know what you think. Leave me a comment in the show notes, but also get in touch with me through our Instagram account at School After Hours or send me an email. You can go to our website to get that information, www.schoolafterhours.net. If you have some strategies or techniques that you also use when you come back from break to refocus your students, Please share them with us so I can post them and we can learn together. But before we go, let's transition into our Professionals Lounge. Professionals Lounge is a segment of the show that allows guests to share advice and tips with other practitioners in the OST and youth development field about how they can begin growing their gifts and talents, but also developing themselves as professionals in the field. (laughs) 
how often should programs be evaluated to monitor their growth? So I think from an external perspective, some annual monitoring is good, right? If I think about from an internal perspective, at the very least, some quarterly monitoring you know, is good to kind of look at, okay, every few months, let's come back and let's kind of see where we are. Because you don't want it to go too long because there's times where you need to adjust or there's times where you just need to say, you know, oh, okay, this is good. You know, and now we know we can keep going, but you don't want it to go too long and then say, oh yeah, we did this program for, you know, two, three years. Now, what I don't think should happen is for certain programs, the outcome shouldn't be based on this money for a year. And if you don't make the changes in a year, then you're getting the funding taken away. Because there's some things you need to put out there and say, this is going to take at least two to three years to see da 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 Or it's going to take five. So at that amount of time, let's be willing to give it. But let's also check in every year and see, are we on target? What do we need to adjust? What little things are we seeing? You know, things like that. So I don't like when funding is tied to something that has to be like such a swift outcome. There's some things you can do like, hey, we want you to put in X number of computer stations by the end of a year. Okay, you know, that's measurable and that's easy. But when we're talking about human factors and working with students and we're talking about academic growth and stuff like that even, I, I kind of push back and I kind of have a lot of thoughts on it saying, well, they didn't go up 4.5% at the end of, you know, that it, I think we have to kind of be cautious, you know, about doing that for those shorter evaluation periods. You need more time you know, for those kind of things. But at the same time, you need to be checking in a little bit more too to see how you could be maybe engaging a little bit more. But, but so that's kind of my, you know, my thought on evaluation. It really depends on what's at stake, you know, at the end of it, and then what's being evaluated. Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of our show. Hopefully you enjoyed what you heard on the show. If you enjoyed this episode and you feel you received some good information, follow us or subscribe to the show. You'll get alerts when new episodes are posted and be able to keep up with our conversations. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or visit the Podcast Chiefs website and leave us a comment. This will help us get some feedback on the show and collect testimonials for our personal website. Share us, share, 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 share us with your friends, share us with your family, share us with your network. Help us spread the word about how OST programs are impacting our youth as well as our communities. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podcast Addict. Well, that's all I have for today. In the words of Mr. Arthur Ashe, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Until next time, y'all. Bye-bye.